obviously you negotiate with terrorists. I get it. Got it. <laughs> the NFL. Are you calling the NFL a terrorist organization? Yes. It certainly is. You heard it here first, folks. I mean... <laughs> that's the headline. <laughs> So, uh, you know, let, let's, let's jump right into this. Dan, did you see the Knicks uh, did not get their pick? I did see that, yeah. So By one. The, so the, By one. The tanking paid off for Dallas. It did, although it did. Um, the, the, the only argument against it would be, like, look, look at Miami. They barely, they barely made the playoffs. They were in the play-in. They were, like, three oh, minutes. Lake, Lake, Lakers, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So two of the playing teams are in the final four. Right, yeah. Um, I didn't see that. I mean, it pushes it off to next year. I mean, I think I'm of the camp that the picks have more value until you actually make the pick. Right. You know? So well, like, my, my only thought with this pick, though, is... They could trade it. Yeah, I, I just I just think the Knicks would have rather had pick eleven or twelve this year versus like what is Dallas going to be next year? Now, now we got to go through this, this whole process again. Is that going to be a pick in the twenties now next year? Like it might be. Yeah, I know. Ideally, so, so, ideally. Like, so like even if you didn't want to make the draft pick this year, you would have the value to trade an eleven or twelve pick. I know. I mean, it's not the end of the world. It's just a small. It's not the end of the world. I I think the Knicks end up. Trading draft picks, though. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, I, I, I don't think they're. I think they may use the Dallas pick, like next year, but like I'd be surprised if, the, if you see my, many of the Knicks picks in the future. I feel like it's coming. I don't know who or what, but I feel like it's coming. It's coming. But yeah, I was a little disappointed that uh, a little disappointed that they didn't get it, but not the end of the world. Um. I mean, it's not apparently it's not a super deep draft outside of like the top three or four players supposedly. So like, listen, we say this shit every single year, Dan. I know and every year they say the same fucking. This thing. year's the year. This year's the year. I know. I know. But so that's why I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, but yeah, I did see that. So on to next year. Yeah, and the fucking Spurs fucking get the number one pick. Yeah, I mean they've been tanking for Wembyama forever. Right. Yep. They've been planning on this for I don't know how many years. As Trust soon the process. As, <laughs> but like, I mean, they have to. I don't know. I. I know we have a lot of NBA stuff to discuss. I am not. I'd be a little hesitant about Wembyama. I mean, is he really that? I, he's phenomenal. But you've seen him play, Rich. Barely. Like, but oh, you see what he looks like. The yeah. dude's like seven three, probably weighs one hundred and thirty pounds. You know, like I just don't know. Like, tell me it. Show me the, and he could be unique, but show me the tall, skinny. I guess Kevin Durant's probably the best example, right? Right. But like, I don't know, Chet Holmgren. 
like most recently, like I feel like there are just so many guys who are like over seven foot tall, seven feet tall, that are like skinny, that are just like can't they just get bodied around, right? Yeah. I mean, I get Durant's tall, but Durant never played center, right? Durant was is the four, maybe the three. Like he's going against smaller guys, right? So I don't know. I I get the Bumbayama love because I mean he, the guy can handle like a point guard. Can shoot like Steph is over seven is like seven three, but I don't know. Listen, I'm not, I'm I'm not gonna knock it. We can we can poke holes holes in any prospect. So I know we can we can. I just don't like this whole like oh man, San Antonio won the lottery. They're gonna. I mean, look at Zion. Uh, Pelicans Pelicans won the lottery. I was like, oh my god, they're gonna get Zion. I mean, Zion's done nothing in the NBA. Nothing. I still love Zion. Listen, the draft is hard, man. The draft is fucking hard. Is it? When you get the top pick, you pick the best player. Not that difficult. Like, but like, I never, I never, I never liked like where they're like, ah, oh, they got Zion. They're gonna, you know. I mean, there's so few. I don't know. I, I'm, I, I never get like. Well, they're the, all prospects, right? They're not like they, made players. So yeah, it's so much exactly. different playing in different leagues. Like a lot of how many players have you seen that just are lights out at the college level and then come to professional leagues out. and just can't cut it? They're just oh, either not big enough, not physical enough, don't have the drive, don't put in the time. I mean, all the above, some of them. Like, you never know. You're always taking a gamble. Or you could have, like, the Celtics had that draft pick, right? Drop dead. I, I know. I know. Dude, how do you plan for that? I mean, yeah, I agree. I, you know, I mean, Aiton was a top pick. Zion was a top pick. Mark Fultz, Ben Simmons, Andrew Wiggins. Like, these were all the top picks. In the, Anthony Bennett was a disaster. You know, like these are all Greg Oden. Like these are all the. This is like the last ten years. These guys that were top picks in the draft. Carl Anthony Towns was the top pick. Like he's a good player, but I'm saying he's not like. And what are you gonna do with Carl Anthony Towns? So I don't know. I'm always like a little skeptical when people are like, "Oh, you got the number one pick." You, you know, franchise type player. Like I mean, even Detroit and Kate Cunningham. Like I get it's year two, but like, I don't know. It not wild me. I would have liked good, that number like 11 pick, though. <coughs> would have been nice. Would have been nice. It would have been nice. It would have been nice. So what, what picks do the Knicks have now this year? What did you say? What picks, say? What picks do the Knicks uh, have this year? Picks next year? No, no picks this year. Really? Yeah, they traded the first round pick for Josh Hart. But no seconds? Oh, maybe. They, I'm sure they have second round picks. No first round picks, though. Um, no first round picks. And then next year, I think they have Washington's first round pick, top 10 protected. They have, I think it's Detroit's pick, top 12 protected. And then Dallas's first, top 10 protected. And then their own pick. So they have like... but. If none of them convey, then they roll over until the next year, too. So they have a lot of picks in the future. A lot of picks. And go through those teams again. So the Dallas pick, I would say, as of today, I think, they'll, I think that will convey. I think so, too. Also, I think the Dallas pick will convey also because you can't... Like, if you keep missing the playoffs with Luka Doncic, he's going to leave. Right. Yeah, you can't do it two years in a row. It's impossible. can't do it. Yeah, he, he was ready it. to book this year. 
He was. Like, just like, so gonna, get me out of here. So, like, are you going to blow another season with Luca? Nope. Like, then he's going to ask for a trade. Like, you can't do that. You have to try to win. Then you have to start all over again. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't think that. Um, so, I, I have to confirm all the next years. I think it's – I'm trying to think. I think Washington – is Washington is maybe it's top. So Washington, I think, is top twelve protected next year. So that one's that can go either way. I think. Yeah, I think it could Washington, go either way. This year, though, it has a Detroit top eighteen protected. Yeah. Washington top fourteen protected. Yeah, and I think that's this year, right? That's this year. Yeah, I think so. I think Washington goes down to top twelve, and Detroit goes down to top fifteen. Detroit is top 18 next year, and Washington oh, top is top 18. 12. Oh, okay. Sorry. There you go. So I'm here Detroit's, with the facts. <laughs> Detroit's not going to bang for a little while. Never know. You never know, but I can't. I mean, top 18, there's no way they're going to be a top. I mean, what, what do they need to be? Top 16? Listen, listen we top talked about the East could be rough, man. It could be rough, but like, I, I mean, who, 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 do, who do they have? Kate Cunningham? It's a bunch of crap, though, outside of him. Right, like I'm not, I'm not super excited by any of those guys. So uh, Dallas, Dallas rolls over to 2025. Uh, yeah, it rolls a couple of years. <laughs> oh my god! So like that's the other problem with if you're a Mavs fan because you can't trade that pick. Like you can't because you can't trade. So Dallas can't trade a pick until 2020. They could, I guess, trade this year's pick. Yeah, they can and then they the can't pick. trade another pick until 2027. Well, can't they pick and then after the draft trade next year's pick? No, um, next year no Nick's own. Nick, Nick's, because the Knicks own. Yeah, yeah, Nick's And own. then they can't trade 2025 because the Knicks potentially could own that one. And so then they can't trade 2026 because you can't trade potentially in back-to-back years. So it's 2027 is the earliest they could trade. Whoa, Detroit goes to 2027. Yeah, a couple, a couple of them go out for a while. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, which I don't think is a terrible thing if you're the Knicks. No. Because, like, I think, like, like we talked about earlier, like, they have, I think they have too many players. Like, they, it's going to be, like, who are you going to sit to get playing time, you know? So that's why, um, that's why I think they're in a decent, a decent spot uh, with all that stuff. But, yeah. Um, and then, you know, what pick looks real good is um, because God knows what's going to happen with the Bucks. But the Knicks get the Milwaukee's 2025 pick, and it's only top two protected. Like, I don't know if Milwaukee has a bad year next year again. Or again, you just had the best record in the fucking league, bro. Okay. Knocked out early (laughs) in the playoffs. They got knocked out in the first round, which is a bad year. And then you're losing. Then who knows what's going to happen with Brooke Lopez. I mean, Brooke Lopez is already, what, 35, 36 years old. Middleton's going to be a free agent. Like, I don't know what that team's going to look like. But didn't I mean, you say a he has a player option and he's likely to just be back next year? Yeah, the player option this year, but it's 2025. So like it's 2025. 20, so the Knicks, the Knicks get their pick in 2025. Oh, that's too far to even talk about, bro. It is, it is. But like you're just looking at the box and it's like, okay, that's going to have to be a completely different team in 2020. And it's only top two protected, I believe. So like if anything happens to Giannis, like obviously they traded that pick thinking like, you know, Giannis is going to be Giannis, but like. You know, that'll be that that'll be interesting. So, where do you want to start, Rich? Playoffs? So we already started, Dan. Uh, yeah, I guess we did. All right, playoffs. We're deep, we're deep in it. You want? We didn't talk Sixers yet. You want to talk? You want to start playoffs, Sixers? 
We can start wherever you want. I mean, Sixers, Knicks, I don't care. Um, let's do uh, let's do Sixers. Go ahead. You want to start with the Sixers? This fired I mean, Doc. So so watching um watching some Denver action, and you know I I think the big need, you know, obvi- obviously, Harden and Embiid were terrible game seven. So the question is, how do you? Harden was also bad game six though too. Right. But what do you do for next year? In my opinion, like, you know, the roster is good enough to be a contender. The, you know, you're going to have bad games. To me, the bigger problem is the offense. So, like, what happens to their offense in this playoffs? So, they essentially only have a couple of plays. They have an Embiid and Harden pick and roll. They have Embiid ISO, which usually starts 20 feet away from the basket. Harden ISO, which is usually starts 25 feet away from the uh, basket. Yep. Yep. So you run it. So again, another thing we talk about in basketball is all about matchups. Yep. Because so the Celtics, they just match up really well. Like so, Harden could burn by people, but once he got into the paint, he doesn't have the lift anymore to really be a consistent scorer. He's getting blocked constantly. He is. He also pushed out quite a bit in games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because because he that, that's a that was a result of him getting yeah, blocked. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it and, wasn't just, but but it, it did happen. So, so that was stopped. Okay. So, so, then, so let me, then the pick and roll. Let me finish, Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. I, pick, I, want ask, I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you. A then question. the go pick ahead. and roll was stopped, and then they were put. They were doubling and sometimes putting three guys in the paint to stop Embiid from working his way down. Yep. So and and these things were magnified. I would say in in Game Seven. It was probably yep. the worst example of it out of any game in the series. And the Sixers didn't have, you know, a, uh, an answer for that. So, in my opinion, what the answer is, you need to redesign your offense. That cannot, your offense cannot just run through Harden and Embiid. Like, I'm going to assume Harden comes back for one more year. Let, let's just say he opts in just to, yep. just to, okay. just to say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So if Harden opts out, it's a completely different scenario. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, so not, it's almost you, unfair it, it, to, to talk about that. Yeah, so if you're running it back, essentially, you have to revamp the offense where you're not, where you're not running your offense through and beating Harden. There has to be another option. There has to be another design. In it. Like if you, and again, back to the Nuggets, you look at them. So Jokic is great, and one thing that makes him great is his ability to kind of be a quarterback of the offense. Yep. And to me, that makes just a free-flowing offense where everybody's involved and the Sixers need to go in that direction. And then Bede's a good passer. Harden's a mm-hmm. good passer. Yep. Why, why is it a two-man show, it feels like? Especially it if you look in Game 7, it was a two-man show. It was those two. And then well, with, like, you know, like, what mm-hmm. do you that, – that, that's what you have to change. That's what you have to change. So can I throw a – uh, two two things at you. First, a counterpoint, and then and then a question. So, counterpoint. I agree with you, um, but that Embiid Harden pick and roll was nearly unstoppable for most of the regular season. Um, they also are a different animal, though. They also a different yeah. animal. Now, I'm not going to get into Game Seven because I thought Embiid Harden. I thought most of the team was terrible in Game Seven. To me, Game Six was where they lost it, and like a couple things. Obviously, we know Embiid didn't get the ball the last four minutes pretty much at all which is 
whatever. I mean, that's obviously on Doc and, and, and a lot of stuff. So they run that pick and roll, or they run that action, whatever you want to call it. And they had that corner three wide open. Jake Milton, I think he airballed one. He bricked another. I mean, if he makes uh, one of those shots, I think it's a different story. D'Anthony Milton. D'Anthony Milton, sorry. D'Anthony Milton. Jake Milton, I don't think, got any playoff minutes. Uh, sorry, D'Anthony. Whoever it was. One of those guys. Yeah, he, he, he had a, a bad second round. And, and, and I know we're going to get to the Knicks in a second, but like, to me, like, that is such uh, a... Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like... And we'll get to the next later. But I feel like in the modern NBA, we talk about modern NBA a lot. In the modern NBA, like you have to have all five of your guys somewhat offensively minded to win or to be successful in offense. And I don't feel like I don't feel like the Knicks like that. I also don't feel like the Sixers are like that. I get that PJ Tucker got off to a hot start in game seven. But like, is PJ Tucker a playable player anymore? In this well, NBA. Well, remember, the Sixers were the best three-point shooting team in the league this season. So, I mean, here, here's the problem. You know, and it yeah, happens every, every single day. Day. In the playoffs, the Sixers revert to their comfort zone, and their comfort zone is just giving the ball to Harden and Embiid. They lose, yeah. they lose their regular season offense in the playoffs. Yeah, or, 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 <laughs> is there... Because I, I and I, I'm I'm making similarities with the Knicks. I know it's not exact because they run different offenses and have different focuses. Yeah. But it is part of it. A lot of times, guys who are three point shooters are my, maybe not. Um, they're, they're role players essentially, and right. role players like tend to struggle. Guys are role players essentially. Yeah. Role players tend to struggle in the playoffs. Like just because like the pressure's amped up, guys they might have open shots, but they're closing out harder, or you know, or like you know, I mean, Knicks series like Miami was giving half the Knicks wide open threes. Like it's do they need another high level player out there? Uh, So and in keeping the comparisons, I think yes, the Knicks need. I Uh, think I think the Knicks were missing another high level player. Whereas the Sixers, I think, was more of a result of their style of offense not not being a free-flowing offense. I think it was just a poorly run offense. Because if you look at their numbers, especially Game 7, I mean... Well, Game 7 was a disaster. Up and down. I don't know if you can take anything away from Game 7, to be honest with you. But, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe you go back to the, early, the middle of the series. You know, if you look at when the Sixers were playing the best, they were playing the best when Bead was playing... At, at an at a defensive player of the year level, and where he wasn't the focus of the offense, those those were the best moments in all the games where they were in well, transition. When when Maxi was touching the ball, when Harris was touching the ball, you know, when everybody was getting involved. Yeah, I I also felt like they went away from, and maybe the Celtics did stuff, but like Embiid at that foul line extended. If he gets the ball there, he is. <clears throat> The best player in the NBA. That was Without the adjustment they made for Game Seven. They went uh, Al Horford and uh, Robert Williams. Robert they, Williams. Stood, they went big, and the reason they went big is because one to stop Embiid from taking the. You know, they they blocked the paint for him. Two, yep. they blocked Harden's paint. Three, they blocked Maxi's paint. The the, yep. the paint the paint is where 
Sixers open up their whole offense because same once, thing with the Knicks. Once the Sixers are, are thriving in the paint, it opens up all their three point shooters. So when you take away that whole part of the game, yeah. But here's the thing about the Knicks. Somehow the Knicks were still getting wide open shots. They were just missing all their shots. That's why I think the Knicks. Oh, Knicks need another shooter. That's why I'm saying the Knicks are different. They need a shooter. The Sixers need to figure out how to open up their offense like the Knicks did when the paint's not working. Like because how were the Knicks still open, able to get so many open shots? Oh, they just they, they played. Oh, uh, uh, Miami essentially played the Giannis defense against the Knicks. Like they basically had like four guys form a wall in the paint, and basically was like, "We'll cover the one decent shooter you have. Nobody else we think can shoot the ball." And they were right. They were one hundred percent right. But again, that doesn't. So, what were the Knicks doing? Like, what was their result? They, it was just kick it out. Essentially, you you yeah. make a wall, you kick it out. So, why couldn't yeah. the Sixers do the same thing? I'm I'm saying, like, why? Oh, why didn't they kick it out? Why did they keep turning it over in the paint? Why did they keep getting blocked in the paint? Wow. What, I mean, like, why? Harden was a, Harden was a disaster. So, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Uh, so, I, I I do think the Sixers need another player. Outside of Harden, I don't know. I think, you know, if, if their five is Harden, Maxi, Embiid, Toby, I don't know if it can be PJ Tucker. I, I like PJ Tucker. Well, remember, I don't no, know. No, no Sixers fan thought Tucker <coughs> Tucker was gotten to be a starting player. Everyone thought he was going to be a fifteen, yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> minute minute player, and then they sure he's like, thirty five minutes. But and, and and like this is kind of what and this is why I love NBA playoffs because it really hones in on your weaknesses, and so like that's why the Knicks won in Cleveland because the um, Cleveland didn't have a fifth starter, so the Knicks were able to double whoever came into the paint. They could ignore Mobley because he doesn't do anything, and they could just double either Garland or Mitchell, and whoever that fifth guy was, they were like, "This guy's not making a fucking shot," and he didn't, and so. So that's why the next one, Cleveland. Like I, I feel like, and I don't even know if Toby. I know you like Toby. I don't love. I don't love Toby. I like him. I, don't love <laughs> I know him. you like. I know you like Toby. Okay, you like Toby. I, I just think he's undervalued because of his contract. You know, pe- people oh, just shit yeah, on yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, he can I, do he can do everything on the court. He can shoot a three. He can drive. He can play defense. He can, he can. Do, he can get rebounds. He can do almost every single aspect you want of a NBA player. But so if you're gonna have Toby, I think you need. I, I, but see, this is the thing. I don't know who was that fifth guy in your ideal world. Who is that? I don't think it's PJ Tucker unless you have a five it's, point it's, lead. It's, it's and it's you Noah need for to. Sure. And he played poorly. He did right, but, but you know he has a poor series. That doesn't mean he. Uh, <coughs> that's who he so is. You, 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 so you have you have faith, you have faith in him. Uh, I don't know if he's the answer, but I think he should have been the fifth guy all season <coughs> and not Tucker, especially mm. in the playoffs. Melton should have been starting, not Tucker. Well, in the playoffs, yeah. Because, I, and, and that's like, and then, but I think they would have, and like in the last, I get that maybe he, he didn't get as many minutes as you want, but like those last five minutes or four minutes in game six, like he had his opportunity and he fucking whiffed badly here's the thing i'm not going to disagree with you the sixers could upgrade upgrade the roster they definitely could every team in the league could oh yeah yeah. weaknesses they have my point in this whole thing is you don't like their offense their offense is a bigger issue it in my opinion you could upgrade pj tucker you could upgrade melanie melton it doesn't matter because in crunch time what's going to happen they're going to fall back on Embiid and harden every single time to me that's what most teams do (laughs) 
I mean, it was Boston running an offense. It was Tatum making great plays, right? But they I, I feel like offense. they went into the offense. I'm not talking about crunch. The whole game, oh, game, the game, whole. game seven. Okay, yeah. Even look at the games they struggled. Every game they struggled in the playoffs were games that they did not move the ball on offense. How how can you how can they consistently do that? Game to game basis is my question. They need to figure that out internally, and until they do that, it doesn't matter who is on their roster. So oh. let me ask you. Unless, me, unless you have a totally different roster with not in B and Harden, obviously. Well, so so let me ask you a question then. You want to win a title next year? Do you want James Harden back on the team? Well, first of all, I don't think you're. I think you're too far in at this point where like you have to try. You, need him back. you have to try and win next year because. So does so so yeah. So I totally agree with you. I think the Sixers need to. The Sixers are are, are a win now team. I mean, Embiid's thirty. Toby's over thirty. I get Maxie's young. PJ Tucker's not. Like whether or not he starts, I, you know, whoever, whatever. Um, and obviously James Harden isn't. But like, so twenty nine. By the way. Uh, well, okay. Well, he'll he'll be thirty next season. <laughs> right. Uh, not not till the end. He just turned twenty nine. Oh, he just turned twenty nine. Oh, okay, I thought he's turning thirty next year. Okay, yeah. all right. But obviously, Toby, I think, is over thirty, isn't he? Uh, I don't know how old he is. Um, he he's turning thirty-one. Yeah, I thought he was over thirty. But you know, so, Embiid, Embiid seems older than Toby. <laughs> Embiid looks a little older than Toby, yeah, but like sure. a lot. Embiid's like uh, a forty-year-old and a twenty-nine-year-old guy. Oh, one So, so you want to win? So, if you are, if you are the Philadelphia 76ers and you want to win next year. You want to win a championship next year. I'm not talking about like trades or anything like that. Yeah. Do we, you want Harden on the team? Uh, the only, the only, my my big fear and what I think is going to happen is not going to be what I want to happen. So what I want to happen, I want, I think I probably just want Harden to opt in for one more year. But I think they're going to sign him to like a three or four year deal and like really fuck over the fan, and and then everything's done. Then yeah, then, that would be bad. They're going to lose the fan base, and uh, I think that's what's going to happen. But, you know, in a perfect world, I would say I don't want Harden, but in the lesser of two evils, I'll take Harden back on a one-year deal instead of – I just don't want the four-year deal. So you want Harden on, like, a year-to-year basis at this point? You would, well, you that, think that, they need, that, need that, him back? That's, that's my option, too. My option you want yeah, to lease yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Not buy him. <laughs> yeah, lease him. Yeah. I don't. Right. I don't. I don't want Harden back in a perfect world. Okay, that's fair. I, so I agree. I mean, if they sign, and, and I will admit they will be a worse team. I think next year if Harden doesn't come back, but I'm I'm willing to accept that. Okay, that's fair. Um, do you think because this was a disaster for Harden too, and I, I get you too. I get Philadelphia is too stuck in at this point, right? I mean, they have to. They have to basically hope that Harden. Ops in because like what else are they gonna do right? Well, no, I mean I I, I don't think your season's over if Harden op, ops out. Like I don't I don't think you're that bad. Of, I mean you're still building around Embiid and Maxi. I mean a million yeah. teams would love to build around the you know half the league would love to build around those two. Yeah, I mean I mean you would need to find. I don't know if DeAndre you, you. I I think you have more obviously you have spots. A, you don't have a number three because yeah. I, I th- I think Toby's better player than he is on the, than he shows on the Sixers. I I think him and Embiid have something going on behind the scenes. I've long thought that. Yeah, I mean to- to- Toby. The last couple years. Well. Toby in the last couple of years. And I know I know Bill Simmons says it all the time. Like 
he calls it the to- uh, the Toby Harris game, where it's basically like, huh, this guy played 40 minutes. I didn't even realize he was on the court. Like, he, he'll, like, you'll, like, look down at the box score and you're like, oh, shit, he actually played 40 minutes? Yeah, he scored eight points, got a couple, like, it's just, like, nothing. You know, it, he never really, it's, like, whatever, right? Um, so, like, um, yeah, I, I, I think, because, I'm, I mean, I am no Harden fan by any, like, do you think Harden can win a championship? I mean, he has been, like, his ending to game six was so bad. And then he came back in game seven and it was all, like, he, it looked like he didn't want to be there. It looked like he didn't want the ball. It looked like he was hoping somebody else would make big plays. Like no buddy, that has to be you. It has to be you. I don't, I don't think he can win a championship. If he's at this point in his career, if he's expected to be a first option, a second option, Oh, even probably even a third option on offense. Like I think he needs to focus on just being a facilitator on offense, and then being essentially like Chris Paul. Exactly, and then I think he could contribute to a championship. Yes, I think if he was put in that position. But can can he be put in that position? I don't think so. I mean, I mean, like on this team, I don't know. Like Max be going like like you know how like the dynamics form on these teams. Like like Max, he's not gonna like ideally it would be. You know, I, I and I don't know how good Maxi is. Ma- is Maxi he's, an all star? He's too passive. He's if, if Harden's on the roster, he's not going to. He yeah, he's going to. Yeah, he's not. He I mean, looks James Harden. Looks up to Harden. He's like Harden's yeah. a mentor to him, so he, he's, he's not going to take over for Harden. I, I, to- I totally agree. Like, I think that's, I think that's a big deal. Like, like Maxi isn't going to take the step with Harden on the roster. He's not. And and you're going to ruin his career by keeping Harden too long. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be, he's going to fall into like, okay, I'm the third, I'm not the alpha. Yeah. But the problem is, and this is what I've decided, teams need an alpha. Definitely. They need, and I don't, and Harden is not an alpha. No, he's, never, I don't think he's never been one. No. Like, he, he, he's like a bully. He's like a front runner. Like, when things are going well, he'll pretend to be an alpha, but he's not really an alpha. And then, and he's not an he alpha did, either. No, he's not an alpha. That's why their best, and I was looking at this, their best playoffs playoff run, if you want to call it that, was when they had Jimmy Butler. Because Jimmy Butler's a fucking alpha. Yeah, definitely. 100% alpha. And, like, they... and like I mean, they lost to that Toronto team. I mean, Kawhi Leonard was the best player in the league that year, and they lost on, like, the most ridiculous shot in NBA history. Yeah, that, that was one of the... <laughs> that was a ridiculous shot, and that one was one of the greatest playoff runs in our lifetime. Uh-huh. By, I mean, by, the run by Toronto was unbelievable. And, and, and the run by Kawhi, personally, was unbelievable. Yeah, that's what I mean. But, his, his run was more incredible than... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. So, like, I was looking at, like, the, you know, there was no way they should have lost to that Atlanta team. No way. A couple years ago. Right? That Atlanta team stopped. Like, I, I just... Wor- like, I'm just like... Like, Embiid hasn't... Like, this is... Cre- like, Embiid hasn't gotten past the second round of the playoffs. Isn't that wild? Again, I don't. I don't think he can be the focal focus point of a so playoff offense. I think he's got to be your number two option. So then, what do you do if you're so? Because if they run it back, I mean, what do you what do you do if you're Philly? What do you want them to do? And get then, you, and then, <laughs> get Luca, get Luca. I told you, I, I told, I don't want him to bring back Harden. I just see what happens. You know, the problem with Maxi is. 
he's he's not a facilitator like Harden. He doesn't know how to make no, he's, he, passes. Yeah, he, he's more of a scorer. Yeah. But again, that's, you know, if you want to build around him, that's something he has to learn and he has to learn on the job, you know? And then, yeah. you know, I, I did see that, um, I'm sure you saw one report that Harden might want to go to the Suns. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. mean, I don't. I don't know how the fuck that happens. By the way, like I, I, I don't. I don't know how the math would work. But yeah, I saw that. Because Chris Paul is still signed for another year for like you know forty million or thirty million. Like yeah, and they have DeAndre Ayton too, who just yeah, signed like, for like thirty million. You just would you have to do like a sign and trade for Harden for Chris Paul? Like is that? Yeah, yeah. That, I think it would have to be something like that. Yeah. So the Sixers would have to get Chris Paul. Like yeah. Would you want Chris Paul? I mean, well. Here's the thing with that though that that might work better because he has more of the facilitator mindset. I think it is, I, the the problem with Chris Ball and I love Chris Ball. The problem with Chris Ball is that he gets hurt. I mean, he's thirty seven. You know, he's there. I'm watching this Denver game like Jokic. I understand Embiid won the MVP. Jokic is fucking unbelievable. He's like unbelievable. Um, but the problem with Chris Paul is he's gets hurt every year every year and like every year and every year in the playoffs like he's gonna miss two weeks every every playoffs <laughs> yeah like and like it just like i'm not saying i don't know if phoenix would have won if he was healthy but like it just killed him and it's it's killed it killed houston it, it killed every team yeah because you can't you can't lose your lead ball hander that ball handler no. role is so important like you saw how that like forget Quickly shooting, just losing that other player oh. to handle the ball affects like the, the ball. Handler is huge. He was the only other player besides Brunson that could handle the ball. Right. So, so you know, on paper, he he, I think, is a better fit than Harden because then, if he's handling the ball, you let Maxi take that bigger role in offense without him having to handle the ball. Yeah, I mean, the problem is Chris Ball's injury history. Like that, that that, that would be the issue. Yeah, the problem um, is you're going to have a great regular season, and yeah. you're, you're going to. Uh, get to the second round, and then Chris Ball is going to pull his hamstring, and then he's going to be out for two weeks. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you already know it. So, 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 um, so that's, that's probably best case scenario for this offseason, right there. there <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So let me ask you another question then. Let me ask you another question, then we can move on to the next. Please move on. Uh, well, one last question: Who do you want? Uh, who do you want as next head coach? Head coach? Um. Who do you want? Who do you think you're gonna hire? I'm not sold on anyone. You know that. You know, someone someone brought out a pretty good uh, point this year. So you look at some of the coaches. I think the the top four candidates are last four title winners, not named Steve Kerr. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So you got you Coach, got Coach, Coach Bud, Nick Nurse. Yep, they won two titles, and then the other one was. Um, who was the other one? There was uh Who else won? Aaron Liu? No. Uh Monty? Did Monty didn't win. Who won last year? Last year was uh, Golden State. Okay, so Steve Kerr. Then yeah. then Bud the year before. Yep. Oh, Frank Vogel the year before. He's he's Oh available. Vogel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Vogel, yeah. That that was the other one. Yep. Nick Nurse and then Lou. Yeah, okay, it was Lou. So, do you want any yeah. of those guys? So, I mean, I, I, any of those guys. I, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to Nick Nurse. Uh, I know. Is, 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 is the, can I say? Can I say a piece about Nick Nurse? Yeah. As I was as I was researching ahead of the pod, that's right, Roland. I did research before this pod. Well, 
Whoa. Who's going to stop you, Dan? <laughs> Tommy's not here. You're, you're still. That's true. I, I, I can do research. I can do my own research. That's not really that much research. But here we go. Did you see this on TikTok? You, full disclosure. <laughs> you need to tell us. <laughs> um, I like Nick Nurse. I feel like I feel like Nick Nurse is slightly overrated. His Toronto Raptors team, the one, so he won a chat title. Obviously, you can't take that away from him. But the year he won the title, he had the best player in the league playing out of his mind, and then he had, then he played gold, a Golden State Warriors team in the finals that lost their two best players. So it's basically Steph Curry and Draymond Green, and whoever else they threw out there. Kevin Durant got hurt. Clay Thompson got hurt. And then, like, Nick Nurse plays essentially the Doc Rivers, Tom Thibodeau style of, of coaching. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like Nick Nurse is slightly overrated. Like, what is he really – I get he won a title, so, like, you can't take that away from him. Same thing with Coach Bud. Like, I get he won a title. But, you know, I mean, Coach Bud was a Kevin Durant big toe from probably being fired that, that, that season. Yeah, the only thing I would say is it seems like he's one of those coaches that I think – it's more than the sum of his parts. Like, okay, none of his the Raptors aren't that good of a fucking team. Like, he, you know, he's not as good as Spolster about getting, you know, squeezing the best out of these players. But he's better than like Doc, I think, of doing that. Like, and, yeah, and how, well, how's, he do, how's he do that again? We don't watch his offense. He must be scheming it away to to put these players in position to succeed. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Doc is a very good coach. I, mean, I don't. Doc, I, I th- I think Doc is a he he is a good coach. I think he's a good regular season coach. I, I don't I would wanna... say I would say Doc, and I get why the Sixers would hire him. Doc is a good coach for a team that has superstars because he knows how to handle those personalities. Right, but he's not a good schemer. He's not a good like if he doesn't have you know he's good at like managing personalities and like you know I should be getting more playing time type of issues. Have teams like, ever hired an assistant to do that? Just purely based on scheming and adaptations for the playoffs. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. I mean, like when Larry Bird, when Larry Bird coached the Pacers, he, he was basically just. I mean, they they had a, basically an offensive coach and a defensive coach on Indiana. Yeah, but you know, I, I think Nick Nurse is. You know, forget about what he's labeled as. I I think more of an X's and O's guys than a superstar type of guy. Yeah, though. and and that's what the you know. So 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 he he's definitely one, and then you got uh, the obviously connection with Harden. If he's coming back, you got D'Antoni, who I wouldn't want D'Antoni. You know, but he's he's kind of a creative offensive mind. He has revamped, he is, he is. revamped offenses over the years, depending on his roster. So I mean, you want you again? That's better than a doc. That's someone who's creative and will change the offense based on what he has. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean. I think it's kind of hard to fuck up the coaching choice this year because almost oh, anyway, so many of them. Anyway, it's going to be an upgrade over Doc. Plus, then you got Bud. Who, I mean, I mean, again, I'm sure you'll discredit him. He is fucking Giannis, but again, you know, they're, they're yeah, still highly, highly successful. I mean, yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I I would I would love. They're not going to do it, but I would love for them to kind of go outside the box. I mean, then you, then you got JJ Redick, who I would love, obviously, and then you got uh, Sam, Sam Cassell. Those, you know, so those yeah. are my top five right there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that 
I would love for them to go for like a, an assistant or like like a JJ, like somebody who's like I get like Coach Bud has had success. I get Nick Nurse has had success, but like I don't know. I would love for them to do somebody who might not, you know. So, so the one the one reason again you may not know much about Sam Cassell. So the reason I'm sold on him is so. By the way, the one thing that scares me about him. He's kind of followed Doc around. He's been his assistant for a while. Like he was his assistant back in um, was he in this, oh, LA? Um, LA, I think. <clears throat> and then um, in Philly, and then maybe even a year in uh, Boston, maybe even. Okay, he's been his, his assistant a lot. So I'm wor- my worry is that he would pick up some of his bad habits of you know relegating to yeah. Some- yeah, but, but I, I do want. I do think. I don't know. I do find assistance to be a little different than their yeah. predecessors. The, the thing that excites me about his option is that um, you know Bradley Beal, who's had a had a rough last couple of years, he credits turning into a a good player to Sam Cassell. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Maxi credits his good play to Sam Cassell. So me. You know, that's two players are, who are crediting him for their development. And the Sixers, who don't have a lot of a- assets, they need to develop whatever young players they have. And Springer's a young a young guard. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. I, so if the Sixers want to compete going forward, they need someone that's not only going to think outside the box a little bit, but they need someone to help develop their players because Doc... Yeah, Doc's not he, big on development. He, he, he doesn't care about you know developing players, and and again, that's fine for some teams. You know, you don't yeah, some, yeah. some teams you don't have to care about that. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's no not Doc's assets, When you have no assets, I think that's something you need to care about. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Sam Cassell is my number one. All right. Let's see what happens. So can we uh, move on from the Sixers and stop? Yeah, talking let's move on. Let's move on, track, on to Philly. Hey, you want to talk about the Knicks? My New York Knickerbockers. Please, a team that has a brighter future right now, please. I know. Well, they do have a bright future. Too bad Tommy's not here to hear it. And Well, he, he'd just be bashing you every step of the way. He would. He would. And I was going to give him credit, or props anyway. I think um, I think the Knicks obviously have had a very good season. It's disappointing that they lost in six games to Miami. But, like, when you look at it, I mean, Miami has made the Eastern Conference Finals three out of the last four years. So it's not like this, um, like, scrub team. I get that they didn't have that great of a regular season. They are Knicks a scrub only won team. What was that? They are a scrub team. <laughs> they are a scrub team. But the Knicks only won three more games than them. They beat Milwaukee in five games. Like, this is a good team. Um, so, like, it's disappointing because I would love, obviously, for the Knicks to keep winning. But, um, but whatever. It happens, right? So... Uh, so I think the Knicks have had a wildly successful season. People like Tommy, who are like trade Randall, fire Tibbs, are insane. Because, I mean, I get Tibbs didn't have the greatest series against Miami, but he got into game six in the second round on a team that people, on a team that before the season people thought were going to win like 39 games. Yeah, so but like, anybody that was following the Knicks, though, I think strongly, rightfully disagreed with that. You know, I mean, we were higher on them. I, think- I know, I know. I don't know. I, I think that was just more of the LOL Knicks talk. <laughs> it is. The, uh, as, as Knicks Twitter says, Knicks for clicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's just, it's just so trendy to hate on, you know, the Knicks or the Mets. It you is. Know. But, like, I don't think – I think Tibbs did a good job. I think 
Tibbs absolutely deserves to come back next year. Um, I think he was limited as to what they had a deep team, the Knicks, but once quickly got hurt. And even before that, quickly, for being fair, had a very bad postseason. Very, very bad postseason. He was terrible in Cleveland, and he was bad against Miami until he got hurt. And then, obviously, it didn't matter at that point. So, like, uh, you know, so, so I think Tibbs, has, Tibbs did a good enough job with what he had. Um, I, think, I think the problems with the Knicks, see, did I talk about all the positives? No, I didn't talk about any of the positives there. I'll talk about the positives uh, or should I do the positives first or the negatives first? Well, you, okay. you kind of hit on the negatives about them not being able to make any shots. Okay. All right, so, so we'll keep with the negatives. So negatives, they need, they need another reliable shooter. Quickly kind of fell apart in the playoffs. And, and that was, honestly, that was very surprising. I did not expect Quickly to struggle as much as he did. Grimes, I did expect to struggle, but it's still disappointing. But I'll give him a pass because it was his first, you know, playoffs. And then... Gonna give Randall um, a pass? No, no. I'll get, Randall's gonna be a separate conversation. Um, sure. And then you have it was clear that you cannot play Josh Hart and, and RJ Barrett at the same time because they're not good enough three point shooters. And then once quickly went, got hurt and Grimes is is inconsistent, it's like okay, like what's the who who are you putting out there? Right. You know, Hart and Barrett are probably the best or most consistent. But Grimes gives you that better potential three-point shooting, even though he was missing a lot of shots in the playoffs. So, like, they, they were kind of stuck. And so they need another reliable... And, and it's, not, it's more than a 3-and-D guy. I think they need an actual player. Um, so so who, whose spot are you... Re- like, whose spot are you upgrading in your mind? Well, so, so I think the big thing that, that I think came out, and I think I mentioned this earlier, maybe in the chat, is I don't think... I don't think you could have. I don't think you could play RJ and Randall. I don't think you could win anything with RJ and Randall playing at the same time. I think it'd be very, very difficult. Does that mean one of them is coming off the bench, or does that mean you're getting rid of one of them? I think you have to get rid of one of them. I don't think if you want to win a title, because if you look at the Knicks, right? If you look at their crunch time five or whatever, maybe it becomes quickly as the shooting guard, maybe. But yeah, Brunson. We'll get to in a minute. Who is obviously a positive. Um, you have Grimes or Hart at the two. Grimes was in- inconsistent. Hart is a excellent player who does a ton of stuff, but he can't. He doesn't space the the offense. You have R.J. Barrett, similar kind of player to Hart. He he's better closer to the basket. Also not a good three point shooter. You have Randall, who's also not a good good three point shooter. And then you have Mitch who is no offensive threat whatsoever, unless he, he's getting a lob or an offensive rebound. So, like, if you're the Knicks, you have no reliable three-point shooting out there outside of Brunson. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's kind of like the opposite of what you just said, where you needed earlier, where you need, like, every player on the court to be... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and, like, and like, the, the, like the, the Knicks had a top-five offense in the league this year. But they had a top five offense for two reasons. One, they were one of the best ISO teams in the league, which didn't necessarily go away in the playoffs. I mean, they're still a pretty solid ISO team uh, it, in the playoffs. It's easier, easier to stop and to like scheme for in the playoffs. It is easier to scheme for in the playoffs. Plus, like if you looked at what Miami did, I mean, they were timed at least in game six, 100% game six and throughout the series. 
where Miami would literally triple team Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson would have three guys on him. Look at look at the last play of the game when Hart was last wide open. Why don't look at that play? He had three guys on him in that play, and that was happening happening multiple times in series where you'd have three guys on him, and like there's nobody for him to pass the ball to who can reliably hit a shot. So so like if you're the Knicks, you need like you. So if you're keeping Mitch, like you need either a stretch five, a stretch four, or one of your wings to be. Like you just don't have enough offense out there, like and that and that's what killed him, right? Like R.J. Barrett is a slasher; he likes to go to the basket. Okay, and like the Knicks did the same thing over and over again. Jalen Brunson drives; they put three guys around him. He kicks out to R.J. R.J. has a wide open three. Instead, he drives to the basket. Miami puts three guys around him. He kicks it out to Josh Hart. Josh Hart has a wide open three. Instead, he drives like it was the same thing over and over again. Because, except game six. It wasn't so games, the end of game five and game six, RJ Barrett in the first quarter was driving to the basket, drawing fouls, and they weren't expecting it. Like they didn't expect him to do this, but then the Knicks stopped it. They were just like, hold on a second. We got to give Randall the ball. Did you like a big damper buzzer, by the way? I'm sorry. I, I did. I mean, it was ridiculous. It was at 35 feet. He just did a step back three at the buzzer. It was just like he threw it up like he's in the gym. Like, let me just. Th- it was so I ugly. Mean, the guy's unbelievable. Like, everything he throws is like, oh shit, that's going on. He's like, the Steph- he's like Steph Curry, a big man. It was ridiculous. Go ahead, Ryan. What? I, I thought I made my point. Oh, I yeah. did. I didn't know he if did. there was more. Yeah, I didn't know if there was oh, more. Oh, I have a lot of stuff, but Dan, Dan's on the, the lectern uh-huh. here. I mean, I mean, but that's the problem. Like they, so like you need, but you know, you you need another player. Like you can't have. How about Bruce Brown? That would be awesome. Uh, Bruce Brown, Wakefield native, by the way. He yeah. has a player option for this year. He went. Uh, he went to not that anyway, but he went to Wakefield High for possible possible free agent. For two years, I believe. I believe he, after his sophomore year, he transferred to like a prep school because he was obviously so fucking good. Yeah. Um, only, only making six and a half million. Yeah. So, so Dan, so, okay, so one of Randall or RJ has to go in a perfect world. I think so. Also, so next question: What about Mitch? Is because he lacks such an offensive? Like, is he playable as a starter? Or does he need to be your backup? Like, what's what's his status for next year? I mean, it. So, so this is what I said. This is this is what Tommy will. Uh, Tommy can listen to later and feel. Oh, Squid Game commercial! Did you see it? Uh, no, I missed it. I don't think I have a Squid Game commercial. I have something else. It's actually, uh, actually a phone commercial, but they were streaming Squid Game on it. <laughs> okay, no, I don't have that. I have Armor Tech. I don't know what the fuck that is. Oh, shit. Um, no, so this is what I would say. I think, and like the guys, the people say, like, trade Randall, trade Randall. It makes no I get why you want to trade Randall because I don't think I agree. I don't think the Knicks are winning a championship with Randall on this team. But the thing is, and like people are like, oh, you know, Knicks should get Cat or who, like, Randall's contract isn't that bad. I mean, he's, he's on the Knicks for another three years, and I don't, th- and I think it's like his salaries are like 26, 27, and 28 million. Like, that's not bad for a guy who's like two of the last three years has made all third team all NBA. On top of that, he plays 75, 78 games a season. 
Yeah, but at some point you have to say, fuck the contract. How does he fit on the team? Like, I know I get that. But, right? But, like, you have to, I mean, it has to, like, people are saying, like, oh, Cat's a better fit with this offense. And I agree with that. But Cat's also making $50 million a year. Right, so, so can, can you make a roster work with that contract is the question. I don't think you can. Like, $50 million a year for Cat, for him to also play, what, 50 games a year? 60 games. I mean, what do you play? He played like 25 games this year. Like, I feel like, like people always knock, and this is my analogy. People always knock like Eli Manning because he never put up great stats. And I agree with that, but he played a fucking game. Like you always give it like without your starting quarterback in the NFL, you're more or less done. Like that, that game is such, you're at such a disadvantage. And like, that's random. Like, like without one of your starters who like, and so like he's frustrating and, and, and so I just don't want to trade him away. Like, it has to make sense. And, like, his contract deal. is good. Yeah, it has to be a good deal. Like, you can't just be like, let's it's go out a salary dump here. Yeah, it's not a salary dump. It has to be, we are building a better roster around. And, and the other thing is, like, this is clearly Jalen Brunson's team. Like, so we are building around Jalen Brunson at this point. Because so Randall's your number two. If you just give him away for nothing, like, you don't have yeah. a number two or a number three. Like, <laughs> I feel like I'm the team that made the All-Star team. You know? So, so like. Like, I mean, he's, he's the only Nick in, since Carmelo to make an all-NBA team, and he's the only Nick probably also since Carmelo to make a fucking two all-star teams. Yeah. So, so, like... Did, did you go off tangent here? Did you answer the Mitch question? No, no, I didn't answer the Mitch question. <laughs> so, so, the thing... But, so, what I would say, though, and this gets back to Mitch, you can keep Mitch, and he can be a starting five on a good team, but you need a legit stretch four for him to play alongside. So you would need Cat to be able to play Mitch, essentially, in the perfect world. Essentially. Or, uh, I don't know, what's another stretch four? Um, you know, I mean, is John Collins considered a stretch four? Kyle Kuzma, maybe? Like, you, you, you would need, like, an actual stretch four now, for, for, for I, Mitch to be viable. I, didn't, I only really watched the playoffs, so I, don't, I feel like I don't have enough uh, in- Watching to answer this question, yep. is is yes. iHeart playable as a stretch four? Like, is he agile enough to cover other fours? Like, can they make that? No, work? I don't think he's good enough to play other fours. Um, plus, he doesn't give you like now. Could iHeart? I think the better question is, could iHeart develop into a stretch five? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Could he extend? So, like, that's what you need. You either need a stretch five or a stretch four. Right. I think, and, like, and like you mentioned in the past. You know, wanting to swap Randall for Toby, I think Toby yep. would be a much better fit on the Knicks. Than much better fit, but yeah. I, I hate that trade for the Sixers. But for the Knicks, that would be a great trade, in my opinion. Because like, and that's why, like, I bring up like Kyle Kuzma, or like, like I, I, it has to be more than just. But like that to me, that's that's the big, that's the big thing, right? Because like, you, you could have Mitch, but you need him alongside somebody who could hit down threes and who you have to guard. Outside the three-point line, because no, obviously, obviously nobody hit, nobody guarded Mitch. You know, you have to worry about Mitch about the lob and his offensive rebound. And that's where the next were top five offense in the league was because Mitchell Robinson was is an elite offensive rebounder, and so like that was so key for the for the Knicks this season. And so like that's a big piece of it. Um, and then and then yeah, and then the Randall piece. Like I kind I so Tom. So I'm glad Tommy's not here, I guess. I agree with Tommy. You're not winning anything with Randall. And I think Randall's body language was beyond abysmal 
in these playoffs, yeah. especially the Miami series. Like I, I'm trying to be a Randall supporter, but like that was just it was so bad. And it's like, dude, it's the fucking playoffs. What are you doing? Right. You have to tie Tibbs to that also, though. You have to limit his minutes. I mean, you just can't. I mean, if he's not showing any sort of interest in the series, he's not performing at all. You, you can't just play him for like thirty minutes. It's tough, though. He's your second best player. It's tough. I know, but yeah, like, you have to rotate around. Pe- if someone gets hot, though, like if one of the other bench players gets hot, that makes up for it. I mean, nobody got hot though. <laughs> nobody got hot. Yeah, no. But they also didn't play Fournier. They didn't play a bunch of people that they could have. Yeah, I didn't play Fournier for sure. You had to give. I him mean, some I'm not saying like put them in 30 minutes. I'm saying put people in five minutes if they get hot. Shoot a couple threes. That's enough. Like, I know what happened in Game Six was Randall played and Randall killed the momentum. Like Tibbs, like dampened all the momentum they had. And once that stopped, the game was over. Like everyone knew the game was over. Yeah, yeah I mean, RJ also had a bad Game Six, though. I can't put it just on Randall. RJ was awful in Game Six, and I thought RJ had a great play. The whole team was awful. They shot under forty percent, and they shot under thirty percent threes. It was like, yeah. if you look well, down dude, the stat sheet, it's just ridiculous. And, and, and I get why people, I, you know, I, yeah. I mean, I can't, like, I, I get, like, oh, we should he could have tried Fournier. And, and he could have, I mean, Fournier hasn't played in, like, four months. Like, like Wait, at that point, you're basically just, like, throwing shit at a wall and being like, oh, my God, I hope he makes a three. Because you the can't problem, guard anybody. Like, what are you going to do? Here's the problem with people trying to defend Hibbs there is that the coach on the other side played the Fournier on their roster and Who's got productive minutes out of him. So, so your argument uh, just goes he got to productive shit. Minutes, he got productive minutes for like one game. He quickly became unplayable. That, that's all Roland's talking about. Try to get that momentum for one game. That's all Roland's talking about. One game. Give it a 12 shot. 12 points. 12 points out of Fournier. Something. Yeah. I, I mean, I get so that's, why. That gets to my other point, though. Like, I don't think Tibbs motivates the team at all. Like, I feel like he just throws people out there and trusts it's going to work. And, like, every time it's to the sideline, it's like, guys, you know what to do. Just do what we practice. Come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> and it's ridiculous. But, yeah. like, going back to Bud, like, you were talking about Coach Bud before. Like, he had bench players come off and light up the room. Like, people wanted to play and people wanted to step up in the positions. And then on the Knicks, it just looks like dejection. Like, every time people are on the court. Like no one's like Brunson was fired up and RJ in the beginning of the game, like he looked like he wanted to fight someone. Like I was like, he's going to have a game. But then after the first quarter, he kind of died out. So didn't really happen. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, So, you know what trade I'm predicting that will happen. If if the Knicks can't make a splash, I think this is the most likely trade. I'm yep. expecting you to. I'm expecting you to shit on it, and it obviously won't be a one-on-one trade. It's okay. going to be part of a bigger trade. Go ahead. I, it's I'm essentially excited. going to be Julius Randle traded for John Collins. I can see that. To to me, that's the most realistic trade because John Collins, he can he plays he can play the four, and he's going to shoot the three much better than Randle. And on a consistent basis, his D sucks, but I I think he I think you got two guys that need to change the scenery. And it just makes a lot of sense, I think. You do have two guys that need to change. change. Ah, 
John Collins needs a change of scenery. I don't know what Randall needs. I mean, is he? He, he probably get, He probably helps Atlanta more than John Collins does. The Knicks would need. I mean, the Knicks would take a step back though. Like as much as people shoot on Randall, the Knicks would one hundred percent take a step back if they traded Randall for Collins or whatever that deal would be. Like I don't. Know, I, don't I don't know. I think Collins has some untapped potential in him. He he. He does, but I don't know. The physicality and the regular, regular season toughness that Randall brings, I feel like people are just like, like the Knicks aren't, like, in fairness to Randall, the Knicks aren't the five seed without him. Like, they're not. Yeah. So, so, I, like, so, like, I feel like that's unfair to, like, just blow off the 75-plus games he played this season. But he, here's the thing that, and, and again, I'm, I'm defending Randall here, but I'm also – going against him. I think like if you're rating a player like on a video, you know, like a zero out of a hundred, Randall is going to rate as a higher player than John Collins by at least like 10 points by a lot in my opinion. But I think John Collins is just going to make the offense for the Knicks open up more and just function better. Well, I mean, they need another shooter, right? That That's their biggest thing is they need, honestly, they need two more shooters. They need, if they need Grimes to be fucking consistent, Shooting that outside shot, and 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 if they can get a stretch four, like who can hit thirty five plus percent? You know John who Collins I want. Right there. Boom. I know. I know. Want. Who do you want, Roland? DiVincenzo. <laughs> Bring him to the Knicks. Yes. Yes, I can dig it. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I feel like all you know. need is fine. I want a a starting five person that can shoot around thirty percent threes. And then someone off the bench. And he's a perfect off the bench player. What what percent did you say? 35. 30. Oh, I 30. said 30. Oh, not 30. 30 is unplayable. 35. You need All 35. Right. You right. Maybe 35. I was looking at 40%. <laughs> you need 30. Sorry, 40%. I was looking at 40%. I mean, I mean, I think the Knicks, like, and that's why I don't want them to overreact necessarily. Because he's 41.2%. That is, that is. But like, I feel like quickly, is kind of along those lines, but he just had a terrible playoffs. And I'm a, I don't want them to overreact if quickly just had a bad two weeks. Yeah. Well, that, that's why I think a Randall for Collins swap is something loose like that. Like you're not changing the team drastically, but it's going to change your offense. You no. Know? Yeah. And then you hope, you hope one of the younger guys bounces back rhymes or quickly, or even RJ, you hope one of them and, Boom! Then, you, uh, you keep uh, all your assets, and you're you're good. Like now, it. outside outside of Game Six, I actually thought RJ played elite basketball for the last four games of the Cleveland series and the first five games. Like I thought he like I was watching him outside of ga- Game Six, he was bad. Game Six, he was so bad. I was so disappointed because before that, I thought he was he was like taking a step. He was looking so so good, and and then Game Six happened, and he like looked fucking lost, which is really disappointing. Um, now, uh, one other thing, uh, uh, on the Knicks that I want to say, we talked a lot about the negative, Rich, uh, uh, a slight positive, uh, there's a couple of positives, I think, obviously from the next season, one big one. And I think you'll all agree, all agree with me. Uh, Jalen Brunson is legit, like legit, legit. Sure. He, I think, I mean, Spo said it after the game or uh, after the series, but like he was good in the regular season. I mean, and the Knicks went two rounds in the playoffs, and he was by far the best player in that Cleveland series. And he was 
by far that best player in the Miami series. And I know they lost, but he, if you're comparing him and Jimmy Butler and him and Donovan Mitchell, he was so much better than the two of those guys. I agree. So like, if you're the Knicks, you're like, holy shit. Like this guy went head to head with some of the best guards in the NBA and wasn't just like equal with him. He was clearly the best player on the court. And so, like, if I'm the Knicks, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, we have – and that's why, like, Taylor Brunson's contract is now even a bigger steal. And so, like, that's why – and I think I mentioned in the chat, like, if I'm the Knicks, I'm thinking, like, okay, what do we need to make a, a legit step forward here? And I do think it probably involves either getting rid of Randall and Barrett or Barrett. I think it would probably be Randall would be the preferable choice to get rid of to, for a more stretch forward. And, yeah, I mean – I think Collins makes sense. I think uh, uh, Kuzma might make sense. But then you also need, like, who's that other guard? Like, is it, are we expecting Grimes to take that step forward and be, like, a legit shooting guard here? Or do we need, I mean, you know who I, who I mentioned in the chat? Like, Bridges. I would love if the Knicks got Bridges. Love. Yeah, I don't see Brooklyn doing that. Let's her high on him, though. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't blame him. Um, but, like, I would... And I would, I would, yeah. I mean, that that would be, you know, somebody. But, like, yeah, I don't think there's anybody else. But, like, so, like, if I'm the Knicks, and plus then you have, and the other thing is you have two expiring, so you have Evan Fournier is an expiring contract, and Derek Rose is an expiring contract. So that's $30 million right there. You have, I think, 10 draft picks in the next seven years, 10 first-round picks in the next seven years. I don't know, I feel like if I'm the Knicks, you just saw Jalen Brunson can be the best player in multiple playoff series. I don't know. I'm thinking like, okay, let's make a move or two here and like shore up like what do we need to to take the next step and like let's go for it. Yeah. I'm with you. Go for it. I mean I mean Brenton's twenty six years old. You know? And you don't want to wait till he's twenty eight years old because then at that point he's gonna get his neck, you know, twenty eight yeah, next contract. Yeah. Yeah. And his next contract's gonna be huge. Right. And it, it's kind of like, you know, how we talk about getting quarterbacks on a good contract in the NFL, like, so you can build a team. It's kind of the same thing here. You don't have them on a good contract, so move now while you can. Yeah, well, and I look, I did, Roland, I did some more research, because I know you like when I do, do research. Oh. <laughs> do, do you know the Knicks do not have a player in the top 40 in, a, in, in, uh, in terms of uh, salary? So not one of their players is top 40 in, in contracts. That's pretty in the good. League. That's pretty good. Like, Sounds like, like wage just depression a to me. What was that? Sounds like wage <laughs> suppression to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what they're doing. Like, you were just a top eight team in the league. Like, you were one of the final eight teams in the league. You were pretty close to being a final four team in the league, and you have no major contract. I'm not saying you run out and get a major contract, but, like, you know, and honestly, like, I know you mentioned John Collins. I mean, like, that's not a terror. Him and Randall's salaries are fairly similar. I don't even know what Collins' contract is, to be honest with you. I mean, he makes $25, 26000000 million a year. But, I mean, Randall's, I think, at 26 27 28 So that's perfect. Like It, it, it is perfect. I mean, you could do a one-for-one swap. Um, which almost never happens, so I, I doubt that happens. <laughs> I doubt that happens, too. I think if I'm the Knicks, I'd probably ask for a little more just because – Randall's they're getting, a, they're getting a better player. Yeah, like Randall's 13 more NBA. Like he's, you know, 
I just don't know if the Knicks would pull the trigger on trading him, though. Again, I think they would. I think they should. I think they should seriously consider it because I think, yeah, I, I, I just don't know. Like, it seems like Dolan and management really like Julius Randle, but like, I just don't know how he fits. And he, he, and like, RJ might be the easiest piece, easier piece to trade because he's younger and all this other stuff. But I think you go in with RJ. Yeah, RJ's not going. Problem with the Knicks, <laughs> like we just talked about the Sixers, right? So Harden's not an alpha. NBA's hey, not hey an alpha. Roland, quick question: How many times have, has Dan started a sentence with the problem with the Knicks? How many <laughs> times have we heard that? Start? A lot of, a lot of problems. A lot of good things. Though. I'm trying to balance it out. I'm trying to balance it out. So, so we talked about the Sixers. How many times? Dan. Embiid and Harden not alphas. With the Knicks, Brunson is an alpha, and Randall thinks he's an alpha. And, and, and like the fact that he thinks he's an alpha is very concerning because then he plays like an alpha. He demands the ball. He like takes ridiculous shots. He like, he takes heat check shots when he's not on fire at all. Right. Like, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you taking 35 footy? You just missed the last 10 shots. So like, like, it's just like, like shit like that drives me crazy. And so like, I don't know who, and that's why you almost need kind of a change. Like when we're talking about with Philly, like you almost want Harden out there uh, out of Philly. So then Maxi can develop because Harden's probably not intentionally, but stunting Maxi's growth. And like, I don't think Randall's stunting Brunson's growth, but like, this is Brunson's team. Like Brunson should be the captain of this team. It should be no question. Like should be no question. question. With yes. Randall, with Randall, there's a, a tiny, tiny question there. Well, because like all those guys, like RJ and Grimes and Mitch, like Randall's been there when these guys have came into the league, and he's been the leader of the team for the last two, three seasons. And, and now you got to bring in some new guy. Didn't he get MVP votes that one year or no? I think he did. Yeah, I think two years ago, I think he did. Right. So he learned. He earned a lot of respect from those. He did. players and like i think that's tough for them to like just be like okay well now this is brunson's team when it clearly is or should be brunson's team right so, so and like i think that's that's a tough transition to make right so you know i i think you do have to get rid of randall i don't think it's like you should i think it's you have to i think you have to too i but i think it has to be this a smart play part of a larger yeah you know like, okay, you do Randall for, for Collins, but that can't be, like, Collins alone isn't going to make you a better team. Like, you might take a couple steps back by getting Collins, but then you who's that? You that, but I think fight? it does make you a better team. I know. I don't know. I'm not a huge... I mean, Collins has not been very good at. Again, he's not as good as Randall, but I just think it makes you a better team because then then everybody knows it's Brent's team, and I think that, that chemistry right there makes you a better team. Well, and obviously right it spaces there. out the... But like, is and, and he a good? Is he a good enough? I mean, I, I think it's a good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Randall made twenty three million dollars this year. Not crazy. I mean, yeah, they almost have the exact same salary, by the way. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> pretty good. It's like it's like dollar for dollar, almost the exact same. They're asking for this trade to be made. <laughs> I mean, I just did one for one, and it works perfectly. Here's the thing, though. The when I do the trade, the Hawks gain four wins and the Knicks lose seven wins. I'm not saying that that would obviously happen, but like that's how lowly regarded Collins is right now. Right, right, and 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 I understand that. 
And I'm me not going to do too. that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I think if the Knicks do a one-for-one, one, I think the front office would get killed. You know, but here's another difference, too. I think the Knicks roster is a better defensive roster than Hawks roster, and I think that will help out a player like Collins going to a better defensive roster because that's where he lacks. Oh, he does. He does. I mean, is there anybody else? You're going you're gonna to limit some of that damage that he does. Like the Hawks, I don't like them defensively at all. You know, no, the oh, they're Knicks. terrible. They're, I mean, is there anybody else on the, on the Hawks that you like? I don't want Capella. Bogdanovich? Eh. They're not trading Murray. I don't want Hunter. He's always hurt. Okongwu is actually pretty good. AJ Griffin? There's anybody definitely something, like? something there to be done. I, th- I, I think you might be right. I do think there's probably something there. I think I think that I think there's something that the Knicks could do, and I think um, if if you make that move, maybe you know you 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 get one other player. I think you're number two team in the East next year. That's the break right. I think just, I think just like that. I'm serious. I I, I, think I I think it's that easy. I'm not sold. I like I I think okay. So let let let's play this out. I'm going completely wild on the trade machine here. <laughs> So let's say let's say they work something out with Atlanta where it's Randall and Collins and maybe like they throw in a pick or something like that, right? Because I, I do think Randall's a better player. But I agree with what you say about offense. You're definitely getting more from them because everybody will agree Randall yeah. is a much oh, better yeah. like yeah, yeah. like and, and when you say a pick, I'm not talking about just a throw in second round. Like you might get no, a no. first round pick. Yeah, you might get a first round pick. Yeah. And I would take the first round pick. Uh did you um, see those Nate Silver trade proposals that I put, like the ChatGPT trade proposals for the I did not. Uh, I dropped them in the chat. In the Discord chat? No. No. Uh, let me in, take a look. Uh, the podcast channel. Let me take a look. Um, so let's say, okay, so let's say. Like, um, like imagine getting a first plus a rotation player for Randall. Like, it's a big well, fucking win. <laughs> Okay, so let's say they do that, and then they, I think they still need to make a second move. So let's say, and I get that the Nets love Bridges, but to me, like if I'm the Knicks, I'm like fucking Mikael Bridges. Like, would would the, would you do Grimes? Uh, Grimes? I want to do quickly, maybe. Yeah, and 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 and, and you're and gonna like say first? The, three, the three first. Here's my th- my concern. One, yes, I would do it, but but my concern is too, like. And you you were kind of alluding to this earlier about kind of just staying the path and seeing what the young guys do. Like, if you just do the Randall trade, like, you're making a big change for the roster. You don't know how that's going to shake loose. But you're also keeping all your assets just in case you something are. doesn't work. So, like, to me, that's a good middle ground. And and Brunson's still young enough where, like, you don't have to go all in, like – you so, don't. So, so, so I guess my answer is yes, I would do that trade, but also I'm not going to argue if you say you don't want to do that trade. Like, and you it's just a, see it's a win Grimes, either way. And you just see if Grimes develop, de- continues to develop. Right. Because, you know, him and Quickly, like, maybe I want to give them another year to see. I know. The problem is Quickly is a free agent next year. That is a problem. Yeah. Him and Obi are free agents next year. You could sell high on him right now. You could. I know. That's true. So that, that so that's where like I love quickly. So quickly is extension eligible. So the Knicks could give him an extension this offseason. Him or or Obi too. Um, you know, but do you 
What the fuck is this train rolling? <laughs> what was it? This, the, the, the Spurs receive Ben Simmons, Sam oh. Thomas, Joe Harrison, the second round pick. The Nets, re- the Nets get the first <laughs> overall pick. Plus, plus <laughs> it's ChatGPT, bro. Nets receive oh. the first and another first round pick in twenty. Yeah, he's taking over the world. Oh my, that's <laughs> one of the worst like trades ever. Yeah, ChatGP, ChatGP doesn't hasn't figured out the NBA trade machine yet. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, that's so bad. That's that's great. Yeah, that, that that's an abysmal trade. <laughs> um yeah i i don't know i i I think what would you do in that would you make that trade or would you like would i make the randall collins trade oh no that trade i think you would make but the second trade on top of that the bridges trade would you do that as well like you're essentially going all in at that point you are i would do it okay so you would do both i would i i I think now could they like it depends on what Brooklyn wants, right? Like, could you give them Grimes and like I would? I think Bridges would be such a good fit for this team because I think he could slot in right alongside RJ, be a lockdown defender, give you another reliable shooter with Brunson. Collins stretches the floor. Then you could have Mitch and RJ. That's an awesome. That's a fun starting five. I, I like that's it. A fun starting five. And if you're able to, like, I would give him four first round picks. Like I, like I would overload with picks. Give him four first rounders. To try to keep quickly, yeah, because if 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 you could keep quickly, which I don't think is possible, if you could, then you're talking you're six deep and like you're in pretty good. Seven deep, you get Hart too. That's true. Eight yeah, deep. Hart. Too. You get Hardenstein too. Yeah, then then you you got a contender right there. Like, yeah, I feel like I feel like I don't, I don't think that's. I don't know if that's realistic though. I don't think it is. I yeah, if I'm Brooklyn, like, why would you give up Mikael Bridges? Especially to the Knicks, like yeah, I know that's the thing. Like if it was anybody to be asking for extra from the Knicks. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. I mean, so would you do Grimes and Obi and four first round picks for? If if I'm the Nets, no. I mean, I mean, you would do it. Like it depends what they want. Like, are they? Because I don't think I'm. I'm not doing that trade unless I'm getting quickly. If I'm the Nets, in my opinion, and I don't think I'm like, what does Brooklyn want? Like. To me, Brooklyn, Brooklyn young like, like the East doesn't East not East isn't might not be that great next year, but like I don't think Brooklyn is going to be that good of a team. But you, you can't we can't say that about Brooklyn because they they have a lot of ammo I think to make moves. So they do have a lot of ammo to make moves. So oh, so it's unclear. Yeah, we have no idea where they're going to end up. So I don't think we can talk about them. But I mean, they, but the problem is like they have Ben, ben Simmons making thirty five million dollars a year. Nobody's taking that contract. So that's basically dead money on your on your on your for like two year for the next two years. Yeah, like, that is awful. I mean, because even a first round pick, like, are you going to be able to dump him with a first? Like, you mean, like and I don't even. And the other thing is, like, I don't think they have any first round picks. Didn't they get a bunch of first round picks in the? Oh, uh, uh, maybe they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the KD trade, plus they yeah. got first round pick from Sixers in the Harden trade. I think they're I think they're deep in picks. They might be deep now, yeah. They didn't have them at one point, but you might be right. Maybe now they, they are. Traded, yeah, plus Kyrie, like. Oh you know, yeah, maybe maybe they replenished a little bit there. Yeah. So no, could they do? That's why I like their team so much because they got a fun roster. Plus they got all these picks. In good shape. They've they got a ton, ton of cap space. Uh, do they have a ton of cap space? 
I think so. Don't they just have Ben Simmons and whatever Bridges making, and that's it? Yeah, Brid- yeah, I guess you're probably right. Yeah, Bridges only making twenty, and, and Simmons making thirty-five. Okay, so that's not bad. It's not bad. Nobody in free agency though. No free agents. And yeah, I guess they do. They guess they. Yeah, you're right. They must have a ton of picks in the KD trade. Yeah, they're they're in great shape. Like <laughs> they, they 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 could be in the running for like a top three, they top could. four team next year. They well, they would. They need to make a big move though. Yeah, obviously. But I mean, they yeah. they have the ammo and the cap space to kind of do whatever they want. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Their their roster, their roster as currently constructed is not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. I, gonna, I don't even. No, I don't even think it's top six. No, that's yeah. That no, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, they're probably they're, playing. They're, they're like playing. They, yeah, they're playing. They need. They need at least. They need a superstar. Like I like Bridges, but like they need. They need like a legit player in there. Yeah. They need like a point. Like I'm not. I was usually disappointed with what's his name and the at the point guard, uh, uh, Dinwiddie. It, it seems like their target is Dame. Is Dame really going to make that big of a difference? I like Dame, but I mean, he he'd put him in the top six. He'd get him out of the play, and you think? Yeah, Dame and Dame and Bridges. Dame and Bridges and Claxton. I don't know. And Cam Smith? Thomas. Cam Thomas is your number three. No, I mean, is that team that much better than the Portland team that he was on? That sucked every year i think so for sure i think bridges is better than fucking uh what's his name um who's uh who's in the uh, pelicans now oh uh, cj yeah i think i think bridges is much better than cj mm, i don't know maybe now well now he is but i don't think he was in his prime i don't know i mean if they want dame that's fine like i just don't know if you're, just, dame you're is. just a fucking nets hater and i'm a nets lover <laughs> like, you do love the nets you do love the nets i don't know i I, I want Mikael Bridges. I want I want them to like continue to blow it up and start over. Although I could see them going the other way, but like and trying to get like those two superstars again yeah, or I whatever. I don't see. I don't see that. Based off the Nets' history, they're not the team to stick around for a year and tank. Like they're they're going to try and go for it. Yes, they are going to try to go for it. Um, they're going to try to find whatever superstars available. Which is Dame. Yeah, and I don't think Dame's going to move the needle. I got to be honest. Gotta be honest, I don't see Dame moving the needle. And I love Dame, but at this point, I don't see it. But yeah, go for it. And then, and then trade us Mikhail in, in January. Go go for it, Brooklyn. <laughs> can go for it. Well, not enough basketball? I think that's it. I think Cute that's topic. our show for tonight. All right, cut, cut out half that basketball and we're good. I don't think cut I it. can. I'm not really editing this. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Lakers <laughs> are coming back here, by the way. Yeah. Although I think uh, I think the I think the refs have had a bit of a loose whistle lately. Um, to be honest, uh, did you watch the Diplomat yet? Nope. Currently watching watch Jury Duty. Nope. <laughs> um, how how far into Jury Duty are? Because I was I was this close to starting it today, but maybe I'll start it tomorrow. Um, I want to say four or five episodes. Is it good? Yeah, I like it. What's it on? Um, Amazon. Plus one for Amazon, and you have Prime, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, good. I do. Um, um, so, so quick, quick, quick question, which me and Roland were talking about a bit um, uh-huh. before you joined. What would happen if the Giants are on in the wild card playoffs and uh, it's on Peacock? Uh, 
Do you go to the bar? Do you are you signing up for Peacock? I'd be so aggravated. Uh, I'd probably have to sign up for Peacock. How they would get you? Fuck like, that. I I wouldn't do it out of spite. I'm with Roland. That's where me and Roland are at. I'm going to the bar so they get one viewer. Right. Me too. No. I'm flying to Chicago and going to the bar with Roland. <laughs> I don't think I could do it. Beers are I think, on me. I, I, I think I, I think I'd have to. I think I'd have to bite the bullet. Really? It's disappointing, Dan. Breaks my heart. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's the playoffs. No, it's the wild card round, though. Like, it, no. I'm not. I'm not saying don't watch the game. I'm saying. You have a watch party at a friend's house. You go to a bar, something like that. You do not subscribe. You do not fucking negotiate with terrorists, Dan. You don't fucking do it. Yeah. Obviously, you negotiate with terrorists. I get it. Got it. <laughs> What's the NFL? Are you calling the NFL a terrorist organization? <laughs> yes. It really is. You heard it here first, folks. I mean... <laughs> That's the headline. <laughs> we, got, we got the title for this. Uh, Man. We're going to get, We're gonna get like views. 5 million bot downloads. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, at the play, I can't go to a bar to watch a playoff game. Like, I can't. The more I think about it, the more aggravated I just get thinking about it. I don't even like watching. watching like If you are not 110% committed to the playoff game, I can't watch the game with you. If the Giants are playing, I, I, like, I don't even like. I don't even like watching the playoffs with with my kids, and they were into it. Yeah, no, they're like asking questions. They're like, "Oh, what just happened?" Like, I fucking got a holding, Devin. That's what fucking happened. Right. I think kids are different. Yeah. No, but uh, it, 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 it's, it's like so I'm not. I'm not going to like a giant bar. I'm just gonna go to a regular bar. People are gonna be like, "Oh, the game's on." It's it's, it's so funny. One just... one of my kind of favorite like. Favorite and most aggravating memories is when when the Eagles in the Super Bowl versus the the, um, the Patriots, and I was at Eric's house and like we're in the we've got to have like three minutes left in the uh, and that that game was a back and forth game the entire time you know everybody was scoring nonstop there was no defense so like three minutes left in the game his, his wife's phone it. Dying, and she's like, "Eric, Eric, where's my charger? You gotta find my charger for me." And we're like in the middle of a fucking play, and she's fucking worried about her charger with three minutes left in the game in the fucking Super Bowl. He's like, "He's like, Maylene, not fucking right now, not fucking right." Now. <laughs> and like, and like, I understood where he was coming from because like, if Aileen yeah. fucking said that to me at that point in the game. I might have knocked her out right there. Like, yeah, like, what are you doing? What yeah, is this is the fucking here? Super Bowl. This. <laughs> This Super Bowl. You're worried about your goddamn cell phone? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. That would that would have driven me crazy. I agree. But but so so like I understand where you're coming from. Like if if you're not around people that are committed to the game like you in those big games, like you don't want to be in that situation. Yeah, can't be in that situation. You have to be committed. Have to be. Like I don't yeah, even like watching. I would just hole my... up at the cigar club, and I'll just get a room by myself. You can get a room. Oh, can you? Yep. Oh, well, that's kind of nice. That's amazing. I don't have a fucking with a big screen TV. On. That's amazing. And then I just bring whatever booze I'm gonna drink in there. Sorry, sorry to break it to you, fellas. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. I'm jealous now. Uh, for 
Roland Barrielli, Rich Cagle, Dan Mara, and myself, Tommy McGraw. Thank you for listening to Last Man's Opinion, and we'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. Boom. Oh.